Hey, it's football time again. This is Sports Inside and Out, Legends of Sports. And I'm your host, Coach Chuck Hatcher, along with our expert contributors, the guys who have played the game at the highest level. We got Leroy Keyes, Hall of Famer, NCAA, greatest football player in Purdue history, two-time Heisman Trophy runner-up, and Philadelphia Eagle legend. And listen, how many freshmen can start at one of the top programs in the country and be one of the best linemen in the Big 12? We got him right here, smart as a whip. His name is C.B. Baker. <laughs> got to play with you, C.B. I got to get you. Got to get you some kind of way. But listen, thank you so much for letting us be a part of your morning. But before we get started, we want to give a shout out to all of our military men and women around the world. Thank you so much for keeping us safe here in the U.S. of A. American Forces Network, what can we say? Letting us be the voice to the legends, to our military personnel around the world, bases and installations as well. And then, of course, we want to give a great shout-out to a, a, a company that's been with Sports Inside and Out since its conception on our new airwaves, Seabreeze. Leader in transitional housing and healthcare for wounded warriors, veterans, and more. Clarence Baker, the CEO, legend in his own right, doing a great job. Our logistical partners for Sports Inside now for 2017 fiscal year coming up. And of course, Nissan of Norfolk and Nissan of Chesapeake. If you ever in the area in Virginia and you need a car, go down to Nissan of Norfolk or Nissan of Chesapeake and let them know. The legend since you buy. SwappingKeys.com is their motto down there. But let's get started, guys. Hey, you know, we had a little little uh, caveat on it last week. But, man, this is probably, for me, not being a big football fan, uh, player, but listening to what you guys are saying, y'all in y'all zone because the NCAA and the NFL is off the chart right now with so much going on and so many personalities and situations are going on and, 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 and teams that are expected to be there and not there. It's a great situation. But let's start off bro, at, at, at one point, guys, particularly in the Big 12. And, of course, those teams that the Big 12 are affiliated with pretty much. CB, coming from one of the most stoic programs in the country, in the Big 12 and beyond. How is it looking? I understand that it is some changes and rumors being made about what's going to be coming up, but what's going on with the Big 12 as we speak right now? Well, the, the Big 12 is, you know, um, of course, they had Oklahoma's been slipping up this, this year. Um, Baylor, surprisingly, is still 6-0. Uh, they're ranked ninth in the country, you know, still... You know, it's like every week something still comes out from the, the uh, tenure that Browse was there from last year and, and previous years. Um, but it seems like they're weathering the storm. And if they can keep stay undefeated, I mean, you really can't deny them entry into the playoff. But I think one problem that they may have is also the, the Big 12's lack of a championship game mm. and the fact that, let's be honest, I don't think college football people, the, the powers that be, want to deal with the Baylor storyline in the playoffs, especially if it comes down between a Washington getting in the playoffs mm -hmm. versus a Baylor getting in the playoffs. You best believe Washington Huskies will get in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. The people have to choose. Yeah. Um, 
Texas A&M is, you know, is sitting there undefeated too. So you got a lot of teams that are undefeated that Baylor would have to jump over, mm-hmm. you know, in order to get into the playoff. And lo and behold, you look at West Virginia, the newcomer to the Big 12, they're undefeated also, coming yeah. in the rank 12th um, in the nation. Yeah. So we have some unsung heroes still left from the Big 12 that are undefeated. They haven't got to the meat of their schedule yet, so you could see some cannibalism there. But, hey, you know, what happens if these teams go undefeated and you got a, you know, a Texas A&M or a Clemson with a one loss? I'm not going to sit here and tell y'all that I, I would believe Baylor or West Virginia is going to be better than Clemson or better than Texas A&M or even better than Louisville. Mm-hmm. But you have to wonder what's going to happen with this 14 playoff system. Yeah. You know, that that a that, hey, hey, Leroy, the cannibalism uh-huh. you talked to, you and CB talked about when the foul when the when the foul four finally came into fruition, and it was a good thing. You, you know, y'all y'all didn't say it was not a good thing, <clears throat> but you did say you need eight instead of four. And yeah, and and you have more people out there who are very knowledgeable about the game, and as they observe this four four man a uh, four team uh, process right now, and you know you're dropping at least four other teams that are capable of being in that mix. Mm-hmm. And I would just like to see uh, the committee that makes the selection just come around and do the right thing. Uh, let, let's, let's give people a little more uh, filling in their pie as opposed to sit back and saying, well, you know, that will do this, that will take the season too long and, and yeah. other things, finding yeah. excuses. Yeah. Yeah. The American public want to see the best, right now, the best eight teams. I, I, I take it out the best four, you're cutting someone out of the picture yeah. who should yeah. be there. Absolutely. And so I'm just hoping that uh, common sense take over and eventually, and sooner rather than later, this happens so that uh, a true championship team is anointed as opposed to someone saying these are the only four that should be in the mix. Yeah. I definitely hey, Lou, I, got, I, got, I got a point to make here. Yeah. How about this? If you can't go to eight, let's go to six. Mm-hmm. Right, and you have a play-in, like you know, like they have in the NFL, you know, by week for the top two teams. Yeah, and then yeah. you have the other teams, you know, play into the fourteen playoff. It's it's real simple to do. You don't have to. If you can't make it eight because of the bowls and whatnot, you know what? Some of those other teams wouldn't mind playing two games, you know, back to back. You've been doing it all year. If you want to get in the playoffs, hey. Give me another shot at getting into the playoffs. You know that make that makes sense. I, I, agree. I think that I yeah. think that would be a great idea too, CB. Really? I, I I don't. I want to see the, the the NCAA has to look at what is the lay of the land right now, and how can we make certain that all schools get a fair chance to become a part of that because. If you're not in the Power Five, you're not even going to stand a good chance. That's right. So that's why teams now are saying, let's find a conference that we can get in so that we can showcase our young men because it helps with recruiting the whole nine yards. And uh, it helps with attendance at games. So uh, I think if you went to that six, I wouldn't I wouldn't argue one bit for six because at least you're buying into a chance to compete against the best who are above you. 
And, and you know that as a caveat on top of that, the donut on top of that, uh, CB and, and Leroy, if you had that extra two teams and that and that buy that 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 buy all that extra game coming in. That game could just draw just as much God or just as much money and attention as a bowl game. Oh yeah, very true, very true. Yeah. Am I right? C am I right, CB? Yeah, you're right. And, and it was, I was where I was going with that is you have a bunch of bowls that nobody. Let's be honest, that nobody is really looking at. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, absolutely. Know? And yeah. like the cotton, like the cotton bowl itself, it used to be a big bowl. Right. You know, back in the seventies, it's nowhere near what it used to be. Yeah. So you could easily take the Cotton Bowl and turn that into a, a playoff or play-in uh, situation. Um, the game that I think is called the Holiday Bowl is up in Shreveport. You know, those people are not really able to go see big time football. The whole point of a bowl is to bring teams that normally don't play in a certain area into a certain area right. so the people there can enjoy college football at its best. Right. That's the whole right. idea and premise right. of the bowl game. Right. Well, guys, I'm going to tell you point blank. As we go on, this is going to be even more of a magnitude because this this particular entity of uh, football, both NFL and NCAA, is, is going to be really, really magnified a little bit more. Uh, Stella Entertainment Network is coming to fruition, gentlemen. And I want our listeners around the world, particularly our, and our dedicated SoundCloud listeners uh, around the world, uh, Sports Inside and Out on SoundCloud, pay attention because now you're really going to have some interesting situations. Former greats from the University of Oklahoma and the Big 12, former greats from the, from, from the Big 10, and, 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 and other uh, uh, great uh, Power Five uh, uh, conferences. And, of course, you're going to have a lot of the, the, the uh, Big 12 and all those ball players being interviewed who are now in the NFL. That's the goal. That's where we're going with it. We talked again with, with the power to be this morning. And, uh, guys, it was an excellent, excellent uh, uh, com communication that we had with them. Stella Entertainment Network is the name of the station. Stella Entertainment Network on Comcast coming up. So this is going to be a very interesting thing. Now, let's flip it on the other side of the pancake here, guys. We don't want to get too burnt. <laughs> here we go. Right. Let's talk about that NFL thing, man. This is craziness. Now, I'm a, you know, the team that I'm, I'm personally uh, impressed with right now that's always on the st same steady uh, 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 plane is a Seattle, Seattle Supersonics. Well, my whole thing with the NFL right now is it's anybody's game. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you always have your, your, your preseason pick, and you look at New England with the return of Tom Brady and look like he's never missed a beat. But then you turn around and look at the Carolina Panthers, even with the return of Cam Newton from his concussion, uh, they, they can't seem to jump over the, over the hurdle right now. Mm. And uh, now Josh Norman not being there seem to be more important <laughs> than, than, than they gave credence to. Yeah. Uh, but when you look at it, Seattle is saying, hey, we're still Seattle. Uh, Saint, the Arizona Cardinals can't get on track, but they had a good win uh, this did. past week. They did. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still looking at the Dallas Cowboys right now. I'm oh, really my gracious. Cowboys. Oh. I mean, Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott, those two young men are doing it. And even with Tony Romo being mentioned by uh, Jerry Jones, quite nasty, you don't pay a, 
NFL quarterback $15 million a year to be your backup. Mm-hmm. But right now, this young man has this team playing exceptional ball, and he's making things happen with his arm, his legs, and also with his intelligence. He's calling the play. He's finding the open receiver. I mean, I just, I just, I, Dallas right now is a team that I'm, I'm mildly and happy about their resurrection or the direction they're going right now. I, and quite naturally, with Teddy Bridgewater and the backup quarterback out at, out at, uh, Minnesota. Oh, God, with uh, Gene White, uh, Minnesota. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they are impressive right now, but quite naturally, still a long season for the NFL. Yeah. And I think, uh, some teams are going to surprise you and jump up and find out that how do we make it into the playoff or how do we win the division? But it's wide open. Yeah. Um, hey, 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 CB, I know you enjoying it because the offensive line of the uh, Dallas Cowboys is rated the, num- is the best line in the NFL right now. And I know that's right down your thing because you see a lot of the thinking that goes on with those tackles. I, would, I was very surprised, Leroy and, and CB, that the, the, the actual controlling of the line is done by those tackles. These guys, you got to be, you got to really know what the heck you're doing. You got to know the plays. You got to know the alternates. You got to even help the quarterback change the play. And yeah. that's miraculous, yeah, man. The, the, yeah. the offensive line play of the Dallas Cowboys is really just the, is the real success of the Cowboys. Right. The issue that that causes is that, you know, Jerry Jones also can see that too by inheriting it from the coaches, which causes this main problem. When Tony Romo gets healthy, he is going to play Tony Romo. And that's when you're going to see the Dallas Cowboys self-destruct. Mm. And it's not, not it's not anything against Tony Romo. Tony Romo is, was a better-than-average quarterback when he's healthy, okay, right. and when he's younger. He's no spring chicken. Tony Romo right now is a great backup quarterback at this point in his career. Yeah. You can't ask him to go out there and win a game. You can't ask him to go out there and play long parts of the season. So why would you even think about taking um, Prescott out? Right. It makes no sense. Yeah. But, you know, this is the Cowboys that we're talking about. And you know who is happy about this situation? is the Philadelphia Eagles, the Washington Redskins, and the New York Giants. <laughs> they are not worried about the Cowboys at all because the Cowboys are hurt themselves before they would do before they would be to make any damage to them. Yeah, they just got to keep winning games. Yeah. And as you can see with the Redskins and NFC East, you know, and the Redskins are not a very good team, mm-hmm. and yet they find ways to win. That's all you got to do in the sport of football is yeah. find a way to win with the players that you got. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Leroy mentioned the Minnesota Vikings. That's what the Vikings doing. You mm-hmm. lose your starting quarterback and you run him, and you start running back, and you find a way to win. You go pick up a quarterback nobody wants, make sure he plays well, and you start winning ball games with mm-hmm. good defense and ball control and, and, and not turning the ball over. It's basic football. Yeah. You know, so if you look at what's going on, Coach, the Cowboys, Vikings, and the Redskins are doing what the Carolina Panthers did last year, but they're not able to do this year, hence the reason why they're one and five. Right. You gotta take right. care of the ball, you gotta run the ball, right. and you gotta complete passes, convert third down. Virtual. Period. Virtual. Virtual. And the Carolina Panthers are not doing neither of that, and now they're starting to point the finger right. at one another. 
So it's the NFL this year. We will probably see. We probably will see a different cast of characters in the um, in the playoffs in the uh, conference championship, which is very good for the NFL. No question. Hey guys, what do you, what do you think the resurgence of the Oakland Raiders mean? Well, I think, you know, Oakland never went away. It's just a matter of the bottom line is when you had the 49ers and they were up north of you and they were winning and then, you know, uh, San Diego down the bottom and now you got the L.A. Rams. But the Oakland Raiders, I mean, you look at Derek Carr and you look at uh, that team, they're saying, hey, guys, why not us? We, we, we should be able to control the Bay Area and control everything out west. Yeah. And uh, it, we, not dismissing Seattle, uh, but they, they they now have recreated their culture. Yeah. Uh, when you look at their fan base, they, have, they never left Oakland. Right. But the bottom line is now they got players that they believe in. The players believe in each other. They believe in the system. They believe in their head coach. Uh, they, they're going to be a team to be reckoned with. I mean, I'm not. I think so too. I, I would not say, guys, let's throw them off the uh, off the screen. I think they are definitely on the radar screen right now, and they they, they are staying. We are going to be a force to be reckoned with from this from this year moving forward because yeah. they're making good trades. They're bringing in good players, yeah. bringing in quality people, right. and they got the best fan base in the country. Yeah, that's for sure. It is it's going to continue to be a, a metamorphosis in in each week as we go along because so much. But I can really feel the cornerstones of the of the teams that look like they're going to be. Uh, you know, uh, uh, definitely in the mix of things will, will de de definitely be the game, you know, the, the teams that we just made mention. I think uh, CB, Dallas is own, their, their own worst enemy. You're absolutely right. So when you put that in the mix, you put Oakland in the mix, you got Seattle sitting out there, you got a, a resurgence of something that's a, a phenomenon of a winning defensive team out there with Minnesota. Um, you know, you got something going. And then, of course, you got the powerhouse and always the cornerstone of the East is is uh, 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 the Patriots. So, you know, it's going to be interesting. Hey, and don't, you know what, you know, another team that, that really surprised me as well, guys, are Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah, Buffalo, Buffalo, uh, you know, the coach has been saying, hey, look, we're going to find a way to win at Tyrod. Uh, the quarterback uh, Taylor is, is, is playing excellent ball. Uh, uh, McC uh, Mr. McCoy is running with the pizzazz that he didn't have last year when he was traded from Philadelphia to Buffalo. Mm -hmm. But right now, Buffalo is saying, guys, y'all keep your eye on New England, keep your eye on the Redskins, keep your eye on Dallas, keep your eye on whomever. Mm -hmm. However, uh, right now, the Buffalo Bills are saying, we are for real. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, with, and with Big Ben down now in Pittsburgh, they're definitely saying, hey, man, the Steelers are going to have to have a sub for the next couple of days until Ben gets an okay from that knee surgery or whatever he had. Right. But the bottom line is uh, the Buffalo Bills are saying we're not going to go away. Yep, yep. And, you sure. know, one thing that happened with Buffalo, too, was, you know, they lost the first game to the Ravens 13-7. They lost the second game 37-31 against the Jets. That was their wake-up call. They got to fix the defense. If you remember that second week, they was talking about this. Oh, we're going to fire Rex Ryan, and you know, did Rob Ryan come there? And the defense ain't getting any better. They just need to fire the fire the Ryan brother. Yeah. 
The next game, Cardinals, 33-18. Then the Patriots, 16-0. Right. Bruce egg for the Patriots. Right. The Rams, 30-19. 49ers, 45-16. If you see the pattern here, the defense got better. Right. And that's that's the whole, I keep saying this to everybody, offense sells tickets, but the defense wins win championships. Win games. You know, that's so absolutely right. Yeah. If they can bring that defense in and get everybody on, on point, and you know it. Get ready to start getting cold, guys. And nobody wants to play in Buffalo. Oh my God! Hey, that's worse than Green Bay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So they got a, they got an advantage going into these games coming up. So look out for Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God bless. All right, guys. Well, listen. Let's talk about next week, guys. What is going to be on your radar? Let's go with you first, CB. What's on your radar NCAA-wise, and what are you going to be looking at in the NFL next week? Well, NCAA, you know, football, basically I'm, I'm looking to watch the continuation of the, the seasonal playoff. What big upsets is going to happen? How is Alabama going to fare after beating that colossal beatdown they did on um Tennessee, mm-hmm. you know, they got up for that game, and, and Alabama, it takes a lot for them to get up. Usually only Auburn and then Ohio State that they get up for. Mm-hmm. So they had to get up for Tennessee where they have a letdown. This is one of those trap game weeks for them. And also looking at Tennessee itself, too, are they going to be at a bounce back? Their program is now finally coming out of, coming out of the depths. So this is a huge week for them to bounce back, get a win. And and be there in the mix in the in the SEC for recruiting wise for next year. Yeah, yeah. Leroy, what's 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 your uh, 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 topics that you want to zero in on? That's going to be on your radar. Well, you know, quite naturally, when when you sit out here in Indiana or you sit in the middle of the Big Ten, outside of the fact that Penn State, Maryland, and Rutgers on the East Coast, you're sitting here next door neighbors to uh, potentially two teams that. If they continue to play the way they're playing, they're in the top four right now when you got Michigan with Jim Harbaugh, and they don't look like they've seen that Mr. Beat had a bye week this week. They'll be ready for uh, the forthcoming week. And quite naturally, I think Ohio State got tested a little bit by Wisconsin, and it showed that, you know, as CB stated, again, it goes down to the defense. And so I'm just going to keep an eye on to see if Nebraska, well, they got Purdue this week, and Purdue just lost their head coach. And got an interim coach this week, so you don't know how they're going to play. Mm-hmm. Anytime you have those kind of transition, but I don't think Purdue is going to be strong enough to go out to uh, Nebraska and do anything. And Nebraska is right now sitting at number eight in the country. Mm-hmm. So we got three Big Ten schools in the in the top uh, top ten, and so I, I just I'm just going to focus on making sure that I keep an eye on what's going on in this conference, and also looking at the other power schools that are undefeated to see if they can go into the tenth game of the year right. in the same space. Because when you get down to the last two games of the year, I think they're going to be the ones to tell who's going to be conference championships or play in the conference championship game. So I'm keeping a close eye on what the Big Ten is going to be doing uh, coming up next week and, and beyond. That's right. Two of the best analytical uh, teams uh, it is on, on, on media today right here on Sports Inside and Out with the news that you can use when it comes to football, both NCAA and the NFL and be more. Thank you so much for letting us be a part of your morning. And we look forward to having you uh, uh, be a part of our next show coming up very, very shortly. And, of course, don't forget, we're going to keep you abreast 
countdown time that you'll be able to put the faces with these great voices and also the other interviews as well coming up this physical year 2017 is the launch date so listen always remember one thing when legends speak everybody and CB, uh, tell, uh, uh, pat that little blind backer you got on the head and tell him to behave himself. And <laughs> I will, Coach. <laughs> and Leroy, thank All you right, so much. All right, Coach. Okay, guys. Bye-bye. All right, Coach. All right, Leroy.